Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Okay. Welcome everyone to the All In Podcast Show. I'm excited to share with you my guest, AJ Wilcox. I'm excited for you to be here. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here, Daniel. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your story and uh, you know, sharing some of your wisdom and insights and things that are uh, you know, moving and shaking in your world and also some of the failures. So I always like to hear like what's, what's um, a little bit about your background, like where you grew up and, and uh, then we'll get into the next phase. Yeah, well, I, I grew up uh, ultra conservative family. Um, you know, half my childhood was Utah, half the childhood was Arizona, and you know, my dad was uh, was and still is a, a banker. You know, he he just actually retired a little bit ago, but you know, forty something years in banking, he was you know as financially conservative as you can get, and I, I grew up just thinking my path was going to be you know wherever I landed, I was going to. You know, start somewhere and then become a manager and then a director and then a VP and then hopefully a, a, a you know, chief level somewhere, run my own company someday. But those were all you know, very distant dreams. And uh, you know, it ne- just always thought that my path forward was going to be go work for someone else and tow the company line. Never, ever considered that I, I would be an entrepreneur. Right. Okay. And then, and then tell me a little bit about like, did you go to college? Did you, you know, uh, yeah, I um, I went to the a university called Brigham Young University or BYU okay. here in mm-hmm. Utah, and uh, I originally went in thinking I wanted to study psychology, and I ended up uh, serving a religious mission for a couple mm-hmm. years, and uh, they I was assigned to Ukraine and learned how to speak Russian, and so after that I went ooh there maybe I should go into business instead because I bet some international relations or international business would be good, uh, and then when I got uh, when I got into the business program at BYU uh, we were looking at all the the different emphases that you could choose in business, and uh, and. I ended up taking a marketing class and in this marketing class, the professor, he loved cars. He'd done a whole bunch of his work with uh, Audi and BMW and Mercedes and I'm a huge car guy. And so all of his examples just made sense. And it was at that point I said, okay, I I think I'm going to go all in on, on marketing. Marketing sounds fun. (laughs) Right. Awesome. Right. So, so what was your first venture then? What was the first thing that you decided to do? Well, uh, I, this was back in like 2007, uh, mm-hmm. when I was studying marketing at a university, the kind of marketing they were talking about was go work for a Madison Avenue agency and become a, a, a like a brand manager and, um, you know, buy radio ads and billboards. And uh, I saw actually in one of my, um, one of my marketing classes, they had a guest lecturer come in and he came and started talking about search engine optimization. And as he was talking, because I've always been really into computers and, and technical mm-hmm. things, uh, and you know, he's, he was talking about this and I went, that's exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. This is technology plus marketing. You know, I, I'm done. So I went up after class and I begged this poor man for an internship. And he uh, luckily he brought me on, taught me HTML and CSS, Google ads, um, uh, SEO. 
And that was really my, my first exposure to digital marketing. And I went, this is amazing. It's not the kind of marketing I learned in college. Like I can measure this stuff and I can, uh, I can make real differences. Right. That's cool. So, um, as you, as you progress then going through that, you know, doing that, you did the internship. So you got the internship, I would assume. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, um, you know, and then you started to figure some things out, obviously where, where you're at today, you know, with running, you're running your own agency, right. Um, and in a very specific niche, right. You know, yeah. uh, very, very niche, right. Um, which I have an area of interest in, like we discussed earlier, right. So, um, so tell me a little bit about how you, you know, the journey to that, like what, you know, your journey from there, that point to where you're at today. Yeah. So I just, I fell in love with, with SEO. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially technical SEO. I loved how search engines are crawling your pages and how they're categorizing things. And, and that was really interesting to me. Um, mm -hmm. But ultimately, I really like to make a difference in the world. I like to, if I'm going to put all of my time and effort, because I'm, I'm uh, as by the name of the podcast, I am all in in everything mm -hmm. I do. And um, what I found very quickly is that there were people like Rand Fishkin um, and uh, others who are up on stage talking about this stuff. And I was like, I want to do that someday. Uh, but every time I'd pitch a conference, they'd go, oh, another middle-aged, uh, overweight, uh, white guy, you know, with facial hair wants to talk about SEO. Sorry, we, you know, like get to the end of the line. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe this, maybe I won't ever be able to make my mark in this industry. And I, I took my SEO skills and my advertising skills into a company. Uh, they're now publicly traded, but at the time they weren't. And they brought me in to run all of their digital marketing. And I, I went in, they had just started a LinkedIn ads campaign about you know, two weeks before I got there. Uh, mm -hmm. And so the CMO was like, hey, just see what you can do. Um, but I, I went in and was you know, started my full SEO campaign. And I built out a, a Google ads campaign, or ca not campaign, an account with like one and a half million keywords. I mean, I was going crazy here doing all my stuff. And the sales team came to me after about two weeks and said, hey, AJ, we don't know what you're doing over here, but we love your leads. Keep it up. So I went and logged into our CRM. Like, what are they talking about? Every lead that they were talking about had come from LinkedIn ads. And I wasn't even doing much with it. And that was kind of my first clue. Wow, there, there might be something here. And so I kept investing and kept investing. And over the course of about the next two and a half years, the the quality of the leads, the ROI that we were getting from LinkedIn was significantly higher than every other channel. So I eventually just turned all of my attention, all my guns on LinkedIn ads and, uh, and decided to really specialize. Um, and I actually ended up getting let go of, uh, from that company, but um, not before running LinkedIn's largest spending account worldwide for, for two and a half years and you know, developing all the relationships at LinkedIn I needed to, to, um, to get you know, specific insight and to provide guidance on the products uh, and, you know, really gain expertise that no one else had at the time. Right. Okay. So, so how long have you been running just the, the LinkedIn business on your own now? Uh, it's just been uh, just over six years now. Six years. Um, okay. doesn't feel right. like that long, but it's, right. that's the longest yeah. I've ever stuck with anything in my <laughs> Right. Okay. So have you, have you, um, during this, the past six years, six years then, have there been times where there's been some, you know, turbulence? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where to start? Share some of those stories. 
yeah, the, the first turbulence I, I uh, got to experience was actually starting the company because I, I mentioned that I was let go from my last company. Um, you know, um, me and my wife, uh, we had three kids on the, we had three kids at the time and one on the way when I got let go. And, uh, you know, we are, we're very, uh, very financially conservative people. Um, and so we've always been saving. It was always important to us to save, mm -hmm. but, uh, if I would have, um, I've always loved startups. I've always loved the energy, mm -hmm. but I, like I told you at the beginning, I never thought that I was going to be an entrepreneur. I just would kind of hang around those crowds. If I were smart about it, I would have jumped in and said, hey, I'm not enjoying this company much. Maybe they're not enjoying me all that much either. Uh, I should start building something on the side. Well, it never occurred to me. So in starting the company, uh, I uh, being let go was my first uh, kind of clue that oh crap, I got to go do something else now. And um, so when I went to start the company, uh, me and my wife talked about it. We had like 11 months of runway in savings that we, you know, we could say, let's see what we can do here. Um, but ultimately, neither of us thought that it was going to work. Uh, we just thought, let's get into this, you know, six or seven months. Um, and as we get closer to the end of that runway, we can decide whether you want to go out and get a job or not. Um, so yeah, that, that was the biggest piece of turbulence was here's a guy who has, you know, I, I've, I've led teams before, but I was never the HR head. Like I never made hiring, firing decisions. Uh, I, I was never the one who gave out raises. And here I am now running my own company, uh, having to be the operations guy and the sales guy and, uh, and the marketing guy and the accountant and everything um, without having that experience before. It, it's been a little bit of a learning curve. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So, so from, from going through that initial phase, so basically the startup phase of it, you know, and that, un, that uncertainty that you had from losing the job. Right. And it's like, okay, you know, you know, sometimes that's a wake up call, right. Of, of like, Hey, you know, is there something else there's, you know, is there real security in, in the job market? There's a lot of people that I, you know, that I've been fortunate to communicate with and work with over the years that similar situations climb the corporate ladder. And then one day the job's not there. Right. Um, but they do have skill sets like you, you know, so you took these skill sets to the marketplace, right? And uh, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, the, uh, the big picture of where you're going. Have you thought, you know, out, you know, legacy wise of what you'd like to be able to do and with what you're doing? Man, that was such a hard question to answer. Uh, ultimately, when we started the company, I was talking to my wife and I was like, I have this inkling that there is, uh, you know, this platform called LinkedIn ads that no one has, no one talks about, everyone ignores, it's kind of expensive. Um, I don't know if there's enough interest around that for us to support our family. And mm -hmm. so I went into it going, hey, I just want to support my family. And as we got in a little ways and I went, okay, supporting the family, not going to be an issue. Like there's definitely a market here, but that market keeps growing. Uh, Agencies ultimately, like uh, you, you can't sell an agency for very much money. You get like, mm -hmm. you know, basically a one times multiple on your revenue. Why mm -hmm. not just keep the agency and run it one year longer and you still own it? Um, right. uh, so selling um, wasn't super interesting. I still don't think that LinkedIn ads is is big enough to uh, to create a giant, you know, mammoth agency around. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think, at least for the time being, it's going to be a lifestyle business where mm -hmm. um, I, I just try to grow it as large as I can to make as big a difference in uh, in the lives of our employees and 
those that we get to work with, I get to be a mentor, which is fun, but right. I don't know what end game looks like yet. Okay. So you're still working on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then what, what would you say would be like, you know, the, uh, you know, and, and using, you, you can use me as an example, right? Like, cause you, and you just touched on it a bit, right? So many people out there might be, might, might have tried LinkedIn ads, right? And, or they haven't even considered it because they may not even have known it existed, right? <clears throat> but, you know, if they've been in that place, right? So, you know, give, give somebody like a simple framework of saying what they could do, right? You know, to share some information here on, you know, your expertise of, you know, how you could actually, you know, say, hey, if you have a business and you're looking to generate more qualified leads, you know, in the B2B space, you know, here's what I would do, right? Absolutely. So every digital marketer, uh, we we pretty much know of two platforms and we have to learn both or we have to get some exposure to both. Um, when I first started, uh, you started a little bit before me, Daniel, but uh, I, in like 2007 is when I got my start and it was mm -hmm. Google ads. It was basically Google ads and SEO was internet right. marketing. Um, and then Facebook ads came out, you know, uh, several years later and mm -hmm. both of them just became, you know, from the grassroots, this is the de facto platform everyone needs to use. Well, neither of them are a good fit for B2B. Uh, mm -hmm. On the Google side, you can target people by what it is they're searching for, but you can't target them by where they are in the, uh, in the purchase decision, uh, who they are professionally, what kind of budget do they have, are they the decision maker, all of those things that are really important as your uh, deal sizes get bigger and, mm -hmm. and you move up market to, you know, more of a buying committee making the decision from a budget rather than a person pulling out their wallet. Um, same thing with Facebook. Facebook doesn't really know all that much about who someone is professionally. So in B2B, we're left using things like lookalikes and trying to, right. to narrow in on them. LinkedIn from day one has had the ability, I mean, this, this is back in 2008 is when, right. when they launched. We can target uh, specific job titles at specific companies, at specific company sizes. We can target uh, skills or the groups that someone's a member of or uh, what department they work in. It's, it's ideal for B2B. Mm -hmm. the, it is a two-edged sword though. Uh, you know, while Google and Facebook both set the prices really low to start and then let everyone have success, tell their friends and, and start bidding the auction up, LinkedIn started expensive. They, they said right from the beginning in 2008, hey, uh, you can't pay less than $2 per click. And so it scared a lot of people away. But for those of us who are, you know, when we close a deal, it's worth, you know, $10,000, $15,000. Um, we work with plenty of clients who close million dollar deals and, right. you know, 10 year deals and big contracts. Uh, LinkedIn ads is the only place that, that makes sense for them. And it's worth paying the higher prices to get access to the real ideal customer. Right. Okay. Perfect. All right. So then let's, let's throw a wrench in this, right. And, and shift gears, right. So I want to hear, you know, obviously as a father of four, right. Um, you know, you have work-life balance, right. Probably they're home a little bit more these days, right. If they weren't in school, right. Um, right. Or you may have been homeschooling already. I don't know. Right. But just share, share a, a little bit about, you know, what that's like, you know, what's that like running a business, right, with a family, right, and because there's a lot of, a lot of listeners that are in that same place, right, of like, how do I balance this, how do I, you know, you know, a lot of, a lot of times I hear people say, I feel guilty because I'm putting so much time in my business, and, and I'm not spending as much time with my family, so. Yeah, and I am 
super guilty of this myself. Mm -hmm. When I first started the company, I had only worked in, uh, in organizations where I was there present in an office. Mm -hmm. And what I found is I was not a very good employee and I, and I didn't know why. Uh, and as soon as I, I started working from home, cause I didn't have a, a place to go anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I all of a sudden realized, wow, when there aren't conversations going ar around, around me, going on around me, uh, I can concentrate. I can think I can, I can really move. I can go fast. And uh, so what I found out is working for, from home for me was like, like the best thing I could have ever done for mm -hmm. my, my concentration and my work. It wasn't until several years later, I, I was diagnosed with ADHD and went, oh, that's why I can't pay attention when stuff's going on. Um, but because I have a home office and my, my door is right alongside the hall that the kids are running up and down to go downstairs, um, it's, it's really easy to, uh, to blur those lines where it's like, oh, you know, dinner's not going to be ready for another 15 minutes. Uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll take my laptop out and, and I'll just get a few more things done. And all right. of a sudden the family goes, wow, dad's really like, he doesn't care about us or he's not engaged. Right. Um, so I've had to draw very strict boundaries um, in, you know, even just the last couple years where I'm getting better at communicating with my wife and, and better at communicating with the kids that, oh, this stuff really matters. Like I do, I do have to draw a line of delineation between my office and when I'm with the family, I'm really present. Right. That's good. So that's good. You're aware of it, right? Because uh, you know, a lot of times I, I often tell people, you know, the reason I got into internet marketing uh, was because I made a decision. I came out of a construction company, but I, I tell them, I was like, the decision I made was I wanted to be the dad that got to be home with my kids right? Because I was working 16 hour days and I was never home seven days a week. And so when, when I did that, what's interesting is, you know, I look back and then now I can see where, you know, you take on certain projects and there's a lot more work you're working with people international. So you're up at all with different weird hours. Right. And, and then before you know it, it's like, yeah, I may have been the dad that was home at certain times, but I wasn't always present. Right. Right. And there's a big difference. Right. <laughs> right? So, yeah, so, yeah. And those of us who figured that out before it was too late and we have to have a second marriage, uh, that's, <laughs> it's good timing, I think. Yeah, that's good. You figured it out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so as far as, um, you know, what you love to do as, you know, because obviously you have this drive now, you've been successful for the past, you know, six years, you know, uh, and I'm sure during the six years, you probably were sometimes where there may have been, a, you know, a few other challenges, right? Um, right. But um, Tell me a little bit about, you know, you just shared about a little bit about the family there and that balance there that you created and setting those boundaries. But like, what are some things that you really like just fire you up when it comes to, you know, why you get up in the morning and do what you do? <laughs> uh, growing up the son of a banker, um, mm -hmm. money for me was the, the goal. It was like, like whatever you do, get money and store it away. And, mm -hmm. and that was very much the mindset I grew up with. Right. Um, what happened is I, I, I ended up um, through the course of the business, we, you know, we, when we very first started out, uh, we had to be ultra, ultra tight with our money because um, we didn't know if the company was going to work. As soon as money started coming in and it, and it became less of an issue, uh, I, uh, both me and my wife went on kind of a spending spree. It was finally this like, oh, we can afford all the stuff that we used to have to save up for. Um, you know, let, let's just buy until we're content. And uh, we both, after about three months of every day 
Amazon was bringing boxes and we didn't know what was in it. It was like Christmas every day. You open it up. And, oh, I forgot I ordered that. Cool. I, I ordered hiking boots or whatever for a long time. Um, we both had a, a discussion and we went, wow, like we're both using retail therapy and it doesn't make us feel better. In fact, I feel worse. Uh, and th this was several years back. Um, but I understood whoa, the, the things that really brings me joy is getting to share experiences with people. And so what I did is I stopped spending on things and started spending on experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, I was always afraid to take a vacation with the family because having that money in, in the bank for the vacation fund brought me more utility than than going on a vacation. Uh, but now with this mindset switch, we are, we're traveling more together. I mean, not obviously not during COVID, <laughs> but, and we get to spend time and build memories and memories are worth the price we pay for them, uh, but not necessarily the things. Right, that's great. And um, so, yeah, so I was envisioning another podcast around, uh, um, uh, you know, cause the prime, the prime guy, when he comes to my house, right? He's like, you know, he's like, you know, he'll come to the door and he'll give me my package and I'll look at him and I'll say, see you tomorrow, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he always he cracks up, right? It's like, you know, so it's not like they got this train, but, you know, it's like jokingly, like I've ordered, you know, it's insane, like, because I just immediately go, it's so much easier than going to the store, right? Like I've even ordered, like we remodeled our kitchen, I ordered the kitchen sink literally on Amazon, right? <laughs> right? Like, I found it on there. It wasn't even a price issue. It was just like, the same thing. I don't have to go pick it up. I don't have to carry it. They bring it right to my door. Right? I don't have to jam it in the back of my car. Some guys just yeah, bring it to the like, front door. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So um, that's great. So, uh, and that's great. You have that distinction of, of, you know, creating those memories because, you know, I think a lot of times you know, we do get, you know, sucked in as entrepreneurs. You mentioned a couple of things earlier around ADD, right? I jokingly say entrepreneurial ADD, right? You have your hands in a lot of different things, right? Um, you know, uh, or even just working online. There's so many different moving components to what we do, right? That that you can easily get, you know, down this rabbit trail, right? Of like, you know, how did I get over here watching this video? 42 sites later, I got all these tabs open, right? What just happened, right? <laughs> you know, but but realistically, like, you know, um, knowing why you do what you do, right? Um, and uh, you know how important family is in creating those memories, right? And the ADD component, you know, it's it's really cool to see like that you're in this place of I get to do this with my family, um, and a lot of entrepreneurs will not take that time off, right? You know, I'm guilty of it as well. Like I literally just went on vacation last month for a week to Orlando, right? I wound up working for the five days, for the for the eight days, right? Um, and and it was simply because I I support a launch scenario with a certain type of client. And I had to be available for calls. Um, so it was like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm blocking out this time. Uh, realistically, I can only take so much of Mickey, right? <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, but, um, and, and whatever else we were doing, right? But it, it, all, but it all worked out, right? Um, but I was very intentional in the days that I did get to spend with them and say, I'm shutting down. I'm not doing anything on these days. This is what we're doing, right? So, um, but, you know, for you, like looking at that, it's, it's really cool because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, are afraid to take a vacation. They feel like they have to be working, you know, or be, be in the office or be there with the team because, you know, if I'm not there, things aren't going to go right or, you know, whatever the things are we tell ourselves, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it's great. You're not, you're not alone, right? We've all been through that, I think, right? Um, so oh. what would be, yeah. So what would be like the number one thing you would tell somebody, like if they were to say, hey, I, you know, 
I'm looking to grow my business and you know, I, I, you know, I'm in this place where I need help. What would be that your magic insight? Like if you had one, one thing you could tell them. Oh, I don't know if this is going to be magic, but it, it was, <laughs> it was magic for me. When I first started the company, uh, I all of a sudden realized I have to go and sell my services, but I've never been a sales guy. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to sell, uh, but as a marketer, I do know how to provide value. So I went out immediately and started, uh, you know, uh, uh, do, partnering with companies to do webinars together and being a guest on podcasts mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, speaking from stages, um, uh, writing guest blog posts. And what I found very quickly is all of those things incrementally add up. And at some point, if you provide enough value to the marketplace, you will have people pounding on your door to get to work with you. And which was great for someone like me who just, I can't sell worth a darn, <laughs> but I can, I can sure, I, I can sure publish. I can sure share value until people go, okay, I, I don't want to do this myself. I want to have the best do it. Uh, this guy is obviously the best. That's great. And uh, as we get ready to, to wrap up here, right. Um, I always like to share, you know, how do people find out more about you? Okay, that's next to you. The best place is probably LinkedIn, surprisingly. Yeah, I would <laughs> <laughs> but but just make sure that if you send me a connection request on LinkedIn, make sure to customize it and and just tell me you you heard me on Dan's show or sorry Daniel, uh, then I'll, I'll know to accept it because I'm I'm pretty careful about whose connections I I, I accept. Um, okay. But. Let me know because I'd love to connect with you there. You can oh, follow me. That's where I share my best stuff. And if the subject of LinkedIn ads specifically is interesting to you, then uh, I am the host of the LinkedIn Ads Show podcast. So mm-hmm. check that out in whatever podcast player you're listening right now, and uh, feel free to hear me get a lot geekier. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So and uh, you know it's it's well, I'm glad I made the cut right. You accepted my connection. Right? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. A lot, right. <laughs> Yeah, yours was customized. That, that's all yeah. I needed. I need to make sure right, it's yeah. not going to be spam. Yeah, no, I, we get quite a few of those these days, unfortunately, in multiple totally. media, right? So, yeah. So, yeah, so I appreciate you taking the time here today, AJ, and uh, spending some time sharing you know, what's working for you, sharing your life with people, you know, and just being you. But, you know, you're, you're, you're a fun guy. And, uh, you know, just I love the energy, love the excitement that you have and what you do and, and bringing it to something that like probably isn't, you know, when you, you know, in my, my perspective, when I look at LinkedIn ads, I just like, when I first saw it, I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's the boring network. <laughs> I was like, somebody's still advertising on that, right? <laughs> yeah, so, but it's awesome. I'm glad you cracked the code and I look forward to, uh, you know, talking further about that, you know, about how we can, you know, potentially work together on different projects going forward. So thank you Absolutely. again. Yeah. Thank well, you again. Thanks for, for the invite. Time. Yeah. yeah. Have me back anytime. I'd love to come jam with you. Okay. Well. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.